Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Natural Born Hunter podcast. Today on the show, I have the manimal Scott Carr. A lot of you know him as a master's athlete who competes in the train to hunt competitions. The man's an absolute beast. He's gone through a huge transformation in his life where a few years ago, he was somewhat overweight, as we'll discuss in the show, and he's become just a beast of a man. Uh, he's also started the Facebook group on Facebook called Hammer and Chisel for the Hunter Athlete, which is a phenomenal group with a lot of like-minded people just doing workouts, putting a workout every week out there so people can do and see where they stand against everyone else and just inspire each other, encourage each other. Um, in this episode, we actually talk a little bit about a post I made on there, Getting No Love, but then uh, afterwards I looked at it and it turns out it never uploaded. So uh, yeah, I guess a little egg on my face there. But Scott is a great guy and it was a lot of fun sitting down with talking, sitting down and talking to him uh, about his passions for fitness and hunting and just inspiring people. Uh, highly recommend if you're not a member of that Facebook group, you go ahead and check it out. Other than that, please check out our fine sponsors. If you want some supplements, head on over to Mountain Ops, use the coupon code NBH20 at checkout and get 20% off your order. And if you head on over to mavenbuilt.com and order some optics and use the coupon code NBHGIFT at checkout, they will send you some free Maven swag and they are fantastic optics. So I would highly recommend checking them out. So enjoy the show and gentlemen to the natural born hunter podcast i'm your host will bradley and today we have on the show a train to hunt competitor legend the man himself scott carr welcome to the show scott hey thanks man thanks for inviting me hey it's my pleasure so 2017 season's about to kick off in texas uh how how are you feeling about it this year with the new changes and the new format of scoring um, you know, I'm excited to see how Texas goes, you know, and, you know, we, we kind of did that format at nationals last year. So it's pretty similar, right? I mean, the, the, um, you know, the meat hall that's kind of attached to the challenge course. So there's the junior in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, I'll <laughs> shut this door for one second. <laughs> Oddly enough, that one's not mine. That one's my sister's. <laughs> mine like yeah, I uh, do real estate here. It's a family business, so my sister's involved. and I have like a playpen over there that's usually set up for the babies. He's actually napping in another room right now. Oh. <laughs> we'll start that again. Holy, going to lose a... Uh, here we go. Ready? Yeah. There you go. All right, Scott, so how are you feeling this year about the new format and the new change in scoring? Um, I'm excited about it. You know, I'm going to be watching Facebook and whatever, you know, live feeds are going on from this weekend. It's this weekend, right, Texas? I think it is this weekend, right? Uh, yeah. And, um, 
you know, it's going to be pretty similar to what we did at Nationals, I think, and and it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to, you know, those of us that have done it before are probably going to be paying pretty close attention to the first few events and seeing how everybody's stacking up and how that, you know, 50-pound run right after the challenge course is going to affect people. And I don't know. I'm excited about it. I'm, you know, I'm nervous. They're just like. I don't know why, I just am. So Nash, Nationals seemed to go pretty well for you last year. Yeah, yeah, no, it was fun, you know. It was a lot of anxiety, you know. It seems like Kenton finds great joy in, you know, throwing a curveball at you, you know. And honestly, in the, in the middle of the event, it, my guts just start turning, and I get, I get a little bit angry. It's like, why do you got to keep changing this, you know? But I guess, you know, hunting is always changing, right? And if we're training for hunting, we've got to be ready for whatever. So. I agree. I agree. Plus, there's that whole the unknown fact. I think that it's a little bit good to test people's mental fortitude out there. You know, who can adapt and overcome and who will get shaken up by a change. Yeah. Well, I did. You know, at Nationals, I was just like, oh, my gosh. You know, it got two-part meat haul, and, and uh, it, was, it was a grind. You know, so it'll be fun to watch um, this year. It's it's funny actually how the new format is. Is when I do a group event where I try to get guys to come out and run with me on a weekend or something. That's the same way we do it. We do a challenge course and then we throw on our meat packs and I don't let anybody take a break. We grab the packs and go. You know, we usually only do about a mile, so we'll have to learn to stretch that out and make it a couple milers. <laughs> you know, I got a tough group that comes and works out with me. They'll enjoy it. What would you say your biggest weakness is out of all the events? Probably, you know, the endurance is the tough part, you know. I mean, being a big guy, I mean, I'm, I run between 240 and 220 pounds. Usually by competition time, I'll be down to about 220. You know, when you're chasing a Willie BB or an Eric Bender, you know, and they're lean and mean little, they've got lungs that must go from the throat clear to their waistline and and it's just like my gosh where did this gas tank you know so the endurance is it's tough you know strength is strength isn't a problem you know going through the physical moves isn't a problem sometimes i shoot well sometimes i don't but that endurance grind you know when you're going from a six thousand foot or six thousand foot parking lot up the side of the mountain for who knows how far it kind of kicks your butt what um what would you say is your biggest strength then? Um, probably just gutting it out, you know, just mentally just hanging on and pushing through, I think, you know. Out of, out of the past years, what would be your least favorite change that's been made? Oh. I what do you miss the most? You know, initially I thought I was really going to miss the meat hall, but as, <laughs> you know, as the season's gotten closer and I haven't really too much with a pack, I, I may not miss it. But I don't know. It's kind of fun to just do it and gut it out. So we'll see. You know, the um, I think this year they're, they're going to allow us to use a rangefinder, right? On That's the, what I heard. I'm not excited about that. You know, I no. I, I, you know, I mean. When I'm hunting, I always have my rangefinder, and I use it before I make a shot. But I, I don't know. I think I, I'm pretty good at judging distance, and I feel like that kind of gave me an edge sometimes on the 3D shoot. 
Um, and that's gone now. And I, I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you on that. I think um, not. I don't necessarily miss a long meat pack, although I do think there's something to be said for, I guess, when it was the open, having it be like, if you could have like a quarter or half mile meat pack and have it be a super heavyweight, I think that would be pretty cool just to test strength on some level. Mm-hmm. But I think the skill involved with uh, judging and having that be such a important skill that takes time to get, I, I don't think that getting rid of it the way I see happening in more competitions or more like known yardage being opened up, I don't necessarily think that's a good thing for archery. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I like the challenge. I like the guessing. I like having you know. I've I missed targets before on the course, so I don't mind. You know. Yeah. Well, knock on wood, I haven't missed a target on the challenge course because I do not want to do those extra twenty burpees. But the three uh, D course, that's yeah, interesting. Um, I I think I've missed some targets there too, and that's hard to come back from, especially now with what a fifteen. What is it, 15 seconds for every point you drop? I think that's what it was. That's a big. But then again, it may not be as big now if it's known yardage. We'll see, I guess. I guess you still got to execute a good shot. But I know at Nationals, it was we could use a rangefinder, and it was like an extra. If you didn't use a rangefinder, it was a full point, right? That, I would say, is worth it then. I think if that's what they're doing, where they're – giving a bonus for people who guess, and you can get 15 seconds up on your competition, I think that makes it worth it. Yeah. I don't Especially know. distances you're comfortable. Like, if you're good at under 30, guess all day at under 30, you know, and take take the range finder when you're not good and, you know, shoot the smartest course you can. Yeah. But they're going to have to have 19 judges at every target because you could walk up and say, okay, I'm going to guess it and shoot it. Or you could walk up and say, no, I'm going to use range finder and shoot it, you know, so... At that point, that 19 volunteers is very important to have. Well, you're supposed to be in a mixed group, right? Isn't that usually how it is? I mean, somebody should be honest enough to say, hey, I'm going to guess That's- this and not pull the rangefinder out, I would think. Yeah. I mean, if I was if I was in a group and somebody pulled out and <laughs> said, I'm going to guess this, then proceeded to pull the rangefinder out and be like, oh, I was just double-checking my guess or something. <laughs> like, no, no point for you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And the, and the training hunt crowd is some of the, you know, most ethical, honest, hardworking people that you ever want to yeah. meet. So yeah, really that's have that's that. true. I think somebody trying to game it that way is one of the least uh, worrisome problems you'd have. Mm-hmm. So what's uh, what's your training looking like these days? You know, it's just been a five, probably five days a week, just kind of a steady grind. You know, I um. Kind of hooked up with uh, Stephen and Courtney. I don't mm-hmm. know who they are. Stephen, Don, Courtney, Levesque. They've got a program called Elevation Fitness Training. Mm-hmm. I've been getting my programming from them. Um, it's it's a lot of kind of high intensity interval type training. Right, right. And uh, I've enjoyed it. You know, there's some shooting mixed in. It's kind of it's kind of like what it used to be on the Train to Hunt website, where you can just wet, log on there. You know, and, and and see the daily workout and do it and 
report how you did to the group and i enjoyed that and when they changed right. the new workout generator which is awesome i love the workout generator i just i kind of like having programming that's made um sports specific yeah sport specific that, yeah that's it's kind of a you know you're training certain body parts you're not just taking what the generator comes up with generator works good for me as far as like if i do my elevation fitness workout in the morning and I want to do something else in the afternoon, I can just pop on the generator and find something. That... Just keep clicking till you see something you like? Yeah, I try not to do that. I try not to look at something and go, ah, that looks too brutal. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> hey, it could be too short. It could be either way. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> not brutal enough. I, I always go for unlimited time and grinder. Oh, do you? Is that... yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, but, you know, and the hotel workouts, because I travel a little bit for work, you know, and I so using the, the generator that's on the, on the website for, for hotel stuff is pretty handy, too. Oh, yeah. What, uh, do you have, like, a favorite or go-to workout that you always like doing? Um, well, not just some of the, um, I don't know, Travis Smith, who competed a few years ago, he gives mm -hmm. me some some hit training stuff and I, I i love doing those hits you know so it's like 12 exercises and it's 45 seconds on you know 15 seconds off for three rounds so right, right. also i'm gonna do i just look up one of the one of the travis smith kick my ass hits and, and just you know go through a suffer fest that'll do it yeah what would your biggest piece of advice be to a new athlete coming in and having this be their first year of competition? Um, just kind of do it expecting to have fun, you know? So many guys, I think, and gals get caught up with on, you know, they want to place, they want to be on the podium, they want to they wanna do well, they don't want to embarrass themselves. And I think that for, for the newbie coming in, you just got to come in and, and just just do you be the best you you can be and have fun you know and 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 where you score is where you score you know but you'll probably a lot of guys and gals they'll they'll surprise themselves how well they actually do do you know it's not that tough you, know, you just get in there gut it out and have fun meet some good people and um you know it's just another 3d shoot with some physical effort right Oh, yeah, just another 3D shoot with some physical effort. <laughs> <laughs> I just work, you know, you see so many folks that are on the fence about doing it and, and, and doing, you know, doing a train to hunt or whatever. They, I, it's not that tough. It's, it's a lot of fun, and it's, I don't know, it's just got to give it a shot, you know. You miss all the shots you don't take, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a favorite memory from competition? Favorite memory? Um, probably, probably, you know, just probably just those times where you're just like in the middle of a meat hall and you're you're following a. Whoever, Russ Meyer, or a Willie Beebe, or you know, you got Ryan Lampers, you know, on your on your ass or whatever, and you just that 
I guess the favorite memory is just hanging in there and pushing through. And then when you finish, you know, the, the pass on the back and the, and the camaraderie that comes with that, that everybody struggled through that suffer fest together. And, and you all got through it, but nobody got hurt, which, you know, doesn't happen anyways. And um, just that, yeah, it was tough, but I got through it and it was fun. And I, I regret it a bit. Now, sense. now you weren't always uh, the fine physical specimen you are now. What? Uh, where? Where were you starting weight? Getting into this? Um. Well, I mean, when I started this whole adventure, it was 2013. I was, you know, 280 pounds. I don't know what my percentage of body fat, but it was high. We'll assume high. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I just had to, I, I came to a realization that I had to make some changes, you know, so started running, doing stuff. And a friend, you know, named uh, Stuart Lance says, hey, you should try this train to hunt thing, you know, and I heard about it, saw it going on at Bogus Basin over the last, you know, prior few years and never thought I could, I could do something like that. But I said, you know what, I'll try it. And, and you know, fell in love with it really you know appreciate kenton for putting the whole thing together because it changed my life you know for the better so how long did it take you to get from a point where you were feeling pretty out of shape to feeling like you know you know what i, th I think i can do pretty good at this i think i'm gonna i'm gonna be pretty good at this i don't know probably you know i had been training pretty pretty steady for about six months prior to my first attempt, you know, that, what was it, July of 2014, you know, so at that point I had, you know, gotten off the no impact elliptical machine and was actually <laughs> out, you know, running some miles, you know, and had never carried a heavy backpack, you know, and that, that first year I did it, we had to, we had to, as masters, we had to carry 160 pounds. I never got the pleasure of doing the 200 pound loads, you know or splitting them into two 100-pound loads or whatever. But, uh, uh, you know, I've always I've always had a pretty good heart as far as, you know, no matter what kind of shape I was in, I was always going to do my best, you know. So that first year after six or seven months of training, I was ready. I was ready to give it a shot, you know. I still was, was – uh, still had some – certainly some – improvements to make but shed some weight off there and and did pretty well ended up you know placing third at that first event and i remember you know looking like the kind of the larger fella of the group and i remember, <laughs> I remember seeing a comment on wayne on wayne endicott's page that somebody said well who's who's the chubby guy on the podium how'd he get there you know <laughs> <laughs> but nice. That was just fuel for the fire, you know. I said, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna come back next year. I'm gonna be another animal, you know. And uh, um, you know, it was hard. Done being the chubby guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it was heart and determination that got me there, I guess. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that is all you need to get your chubby ass moving. <laughs> <laughs> so. Hammer 
in Chisel, the Facebook group. That's your Facebook group you've recently started. Tell us a little bit about that. What's the motivation behind it? What it's all about? All right. Well, you know, I, as I mentioned before, I do some group workouts, you know, and and uh, I had some guys, you know, would consistently come and we would do a train to hunt style workout at my local archery club. And, you know, the guys were like, hey, you need you need a, you need the motto. You need something like, you know, Cameron Haynes has keep hammering, you know, or, you know, you need your own little thing. And, I, you know, we were just joking around and I, I threw out hammer and chisel, you know, hammer and chisel for the hunter or whatever. Anyways, that was quite a while ago. And. I don't know, you know, the, the, the train to hunt website changed and you know how you used to be able to go on there and do the workout and put in your comments and how you did and that went away, right? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked that. I liked to be able to go in there and, and, you know, put a comment on how the workout went and be able to compliment someone else on how how well they did on their workout, you know, and um, I just thought, you know, I'm... Um, I saw a few others, you know, Matthew Mint had one that was, what was his, do one thing today to be better? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you know, and, and I thought, you know, I kind of like to have my own, you know, and I mean, it's not like it costs you anything, right? So I created, right. I created the hammer and chisel for the hunter page, you know, I wanted it to be small enough that, um, that, you know, people could get on there and share their workouts and what they're doing and feel comfortable to share what they're doing and, and then in, you know, to inspire others. You know, I, I like inspiring, you know, when people say, man, you've really inspired me. I don't know why, but I really like that. You know, and if I can help somebody else who is maybe in my situation that's kind of on the fence and doesn't know if, if they can, um, you know, compete or you know, change their lives like I have but I can inspire them some way, you know, I guess mm-hmm. I like that. It's fun. You know, I love that. I love to hear that, that someone's, someone's um, headed down this healthy path and enjoying the changes, you know? And so I guess hammer and chisel was created to, you know, I guess give folks an avenue to, you know, get engaged in a positive setting. There's no judgment. I've not seen one person rip anybody in the hammer and chisel. And I won't allow it, you know, but it's all, you know, very encouraging. You know, we have a workout of the week that guys do and throw down some freaking impressive times with, with some of the stuff, you know, workouts that have been thrown out. Yeah, a little too much cardio for my taste, but. <laughs> There's been some running, hasn't there? Oh, my God. You guys <laughs> must really enjoy running. <laughs> well, when you're going against the Gabe Krell or this, what is it, James Shellman that's on there, those guys are runners, man. They're, yeah. You know, that's big I'm boys. in your club. I, I'm 240 to 220, depending on the day. It's like I'm not how <laughs> you're running. Yeah. Jesus. But it's, you know, it's just been fun. You know, I didn't create it to make a business out of it. I didn't create it to do anything other than just to try to give folks a safe place to, you know, share what they're doing, pick up some tips from another hunter athlete, and, you know, not, not feel judged. You know, most people are focused with social media trying to get as many people involved in the group as possible. I think you're the only group I'm a member of that's gone through and either told people they will be getting kicked out for inactivity or gone through and actually removed people or they removed themselves due to inactivity. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think if you look at the pinned up post that's on there, it says, you know, participation is mandatory. You know, it's not a place to lurk, you know. 
I actually I made a post and I think it got buried and didn't get one like. But at the end, I wrote, "If you're not liking, you're lurking," and that's my motto. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. You made that post on the Hammer and Chisel page. Yeah, yeah. It, no, I don't think a single person ever saw it. It got buried. Like I looked for it two minutes later, it was already like thirty down. Like I don't know what constitutes like Facebook, how they use it to what goes to the top. Like if somebody's recently liked something, but it was just gone. Huh. I made the after after you made that post. I was like, I'm inspired. I better start. I better start getting active, or I'm gonna get, get kicked out of here. <laughs> I just got in. I'm gonna be kicked out. Yeah. I you know Paul Cravey made a post on there about you know you don't want you know he, he made some good points about why you wouldn't want to kick anybody off the page, and I really haven't. Um, although I still may. Uh, I disagree. Participate or get out of here. Yeah. You know, it's not. It isn't. It wasn't a page to generate thousands of dollars. That's for sure. Um, and I loved, you know, after after doing that little informal roll call that we did, I loved the activity. I mean, everybody got all fired up. You know, lots of well, lots of comments, lots of workouts being shared. You know, my feeling is it's not a a page or a group for spectators. It's a group for the gladiators. Yeah. And and no offense, it's there. There's two different sets of people. Right. And, you know, you can have one where there's both. You can have one that's one or the other. And this this just happens to be one for what I would consider the gladiators, the the ones who are willing to go into the arena and put it all on the table. Yeah, that's true. You know, and there's a few <laughs> there's a few master's class competitors on there that are, you know, that are following along that are very quiet. But I'm pretty sure they're watching what I'm doing. You know, I'd, I'd, if you were participating, I'd boot you. I'm gonna be honest. That's that's what inspired me to get more active. Was <laughs> I'm ve- when I coach, I'm very much a person who, let's just say, somebody's worried about other people's workout and not their own. They will get checked yeah. on on what they should really be worrying about. I'm not a. I'm by the books. We'll say if you're here, like that's my belief. It's you, you know, it's you and your workout. You don't need to worry about what she's doing, he's doing, he's doing. If this is a page where everyone's supposed to be participating, you participate. You get your ass out of class. <laughs> All right. Well, you inspired me to go. In Just there. so you know, I was inspired because I'm a very like. I mean, people might say I'm a dick or an asshole, and that's fine. I can handle both those terms because maybe in their opinion I am, but I follow things to the letter the way they're written and yeah. if i see that and that's what i hear it's like all right i better i better start doing this and if i'm doing it you damn well better be doing it too because <laughs> that's that's just, that's what inspired me it's that steel hardened steel you know what and if that other person were supposed to be you know uh working against or working off of for that inspiration isn't just as hard they're not they're not given to that group they're taking from the group I always heard with cyclists that if you put a mediocre cyclist and they ride with a bunch of great cyclists, that mediocre one will become much, much better than they were. Sure. You know, so if they're not putting forth their best effort, though, they're taking now from the group. Yeah. No, that's no, that's good feedback. You'd be just like I get, my, a, little, I get a little deep on you there. No, no, no. <laughs> it's funny. Actually, my wife was like, so when are you going to go through with what you said you're going to do or, you know. You know, cutting some people out. You know, there's a hundred and I think 185 members in there right now. You know, and what like 50 people checked in on the roll call. You know, I hate there you go. Easy hundred. 
135 people, but I guess I'm gonna have to, huh? You don't think that you don't think people look at that number to see if it's going up or down? I guarantee you they are. And as soon as they see it drop in half, they're gonna be like, oh. It's like like this, for instance. You ever see that person who is like, I'm cleaning out my Facebook page. If you don't comment below on this, I'm gonna unfriend you. Thing. And nobody ever does because they all know the person writing the thing about unfriending people will not unfriend a single person. That's that's what you see. And yeah. It happens that if you gotta you gotta cut them out now. I usually beat them to the punch and just defriend them myself. You know, half the time I don't even know who the dude is, and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not gonna <laughs> defriend. We're good. <laughs> hey, thanks, thanks, thanks for letting me know we're still friends. Now I can get rid of you. <laughs> Yeah, I just did one today. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a very, um, I'll say it was a bit of a reality check for myself. I was probably lurking. I was lurking versus participating. I guess even though when I participate, no one sees it. It doesn't really matter, but, <laughs> which I'm okay with. At least, at least it's got me more thinking about how to make an effort more and how to step it up, up myself yeah. to be a contributor and not just someone who's, um, you know, sitting in the back of the bus going along for the ride. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can be a busy page. Don't get me wrong. My news feed is constantly full of hammer and chisel stuff, which I would rather see. Power's going out on you, Scott. Ship's going down. Yeah, motion-sensing light in there. Oh, anyway, is that what that is? And it's behind the bookshelf, so it doesn't see me wiggle. Oh, but, I gotcha. Uh, where was I headed with that? The um, Busy page. It's a busy page, so... I like that it fills up my, my news feed with positive stuff and it's not political and it's not, you know, not this crazy shooter dude that they're chasing down in Ohio or none of that crap, you know. So, I agree 100%. But some people may go, God damn, I'm tired of all these hammer and chisel notifications and they might put the page on ignore. Well, I mean, I kind of feel like if you're going to do that, if you're going to, so, because you don't want all of it, all that positivity flowing into your news feed, then just get off the page. I right? couldn't agree more. You know, I guess drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> That's been the Natural Born Hunter podcast. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I mean. No, I agree. And that's what it's there for. And that's why I thought it was great when you were like, if you're not participating, I'm going to. Let's put it this way. When you wrote that, I responded to that, that feed, that roll call feed, because I felt like, shit, if I don't, I don't believe this is one of those things where it's like, oh, like that friend who we all ignore, who's saying, oh, I'm going to unfriend you. I wasn't like, that person's never going to do it. I'm like, you know what, Scott? Scott might boot me from this page. I better get it. I better start doing some stuff. Well, there's a few people, you know, some of my mentors in this whole train to hunt thing that haven't commented. And it's like, gosh darn, I don't really want to dump that guy. You know? But, but, but. But. Hey, yeah. it's hammer and chisel, baby. You know, I'm sure there's plenty of other pages out there you can be a part of yeah i mean this is again like i said i may be not the best person to be to be uh, getting advice from on this thing but i'm telling you where i came from was like i purposely was like i like i want to be a part of this page because of that because it's either there's no gray it wasn't gray it's black or white you're in or you're out and if you're in you must participate yeah you know, because if you're not, you're just bringing it, you're bringing it down. You cheapen, you cheapen what it means to be a member of that group. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, 
it is all and i appreciate you bringing that up about you know iron sharpening iron because that's was what it was what it's all about you wrote it so i'm just stealing your words <laughs> like you say that's part that's part maybe i should read it here for any of the people so if they want to can people ask to join is that how it works or do you have to make or do you have to let them in or whatever do you have to ask them to join no they can ask i get a lot i get you know several member requests a day you know see i I actually haven't added anyone to this group because I don't know if there's people out there. I'm ready to be like, I'm like, ah, I don't know if you're ready for this. I don't know if you've proven. And there's some guys who I would have asked, but they're they're already in there, right? It's so here is the description we have talked about that is pinned to the top. Iron, and that's all caps. Iron sharpens iron. Again, all caps. This is a private group for motivation and accountability. If you want in participation is mandatory I will do my best to motivate you and your activity will motivate me I have some goals and steps to get there and I want to see yours we will do some local group workouts centered around the train to hunt challenge and hard charging outdoor athlete who wants to get after it hashtag hammer and chisel hashtag carnivore which is actually one of my favorite hashtag wordplay names I've ever seen, by the way. <laughs> is using your name to spell carnivore. Yeah. That was. Well, yeah, carnivore. That I started. You know, I'm, I'm the pro staff for Athens Archery. You know, you know, and they made they made a bow that was you know kind of for a, a sponsored athlete or shooter that they had there that was called it was an ultimatum bow. It was anyways. It was it's a nice bow. And, I said, you know, one of these days when I'm cool enough, maybe I can get my own bow and we'll call it the carnivore, you know. And everybody kind of laughed and thought I was joking, but I wasn't. You know, come on, Athens, pay attention. Make a carnivore. Jeez. There you go. You're probably you're the only person I know who shoots in Athens. So as far as I'm concerned, you're the most famous pro shooter they got. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but we can try it. <laughs> <laughs> got to keep aiming for the stars. At least you'll land on the moon, right? Yeah. Or aim for the moon, land on the stars. Probably. Yeah, so so I looked at that, man, and it's like, to me, that was everything I kind of need to be like, you know what, I gotta, I really gotta step it up, I gotta get going in this, and I, I gotta start, also, start transitioning my training into, like, CrossFit to more of the train-to-hunt style workouts, because, unfortunately, while CrossFit is great for general physical preparedness uh being a great or even mediocre crossfit athlete like myself will not get you onto that trained hunt podium alone yeah well it sure seems like a lot of the crossfit athletes that are that are doing trained hunt they do quite well i mean there's no doubt. oh yeah you know i mean uh so certainly there's some crossover there. I've got a buddy that owns a CrossFit box in, in Colorado. It's called CrossFit Loop, and he's always on. He's like, dude, CrossFit's your way. I mean, it, I, he honestly believes that you know that would be if I'm gonna make that transition to the number one seat. It's gonna be through CrossFit. I'm not totally convinced yet. I wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that. I don't think Rich Froning could win this competition. So, oh, right. So yeah, yeah, exactly. One, this this competition, you have to run, and you have to be able to shoot, and really, CrossFit. 
Josh Bednors is a CrossFit Games athlete. We have multiple regional athletes. Both, I think JR was the only one to podium last year that, what was he, second place or third place? JR Gravinger, I think he got. He might have, yeah, I can't remember. He might have been third, huh? Either, yeah, either way, Gabe doesn't, not a CrossFitter. Uh, and Trevor, Trevor's not a CrossFitter. Trevor's not a CrossFitter, so there you go. Trevor's got, like, farm strength and, like, lungs forever and just. Lung legs, lungs in the arrow. Those are the ways to win a train to hunt event. And you know, it's strength and metabolic conditioning. Those kind of come second to I would say those three things. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I... CrossFit will set you up better than if somebody was just say when you know a, um, a typical gym meathead. Just pumping iron, you know, doing like the five basic lifts and some some arms. I yeah. think you're way better off doing CrossFit than that. But you know, CrossFit's great, but having a great snatch or clean and jerk or tons of there's no gymnastics. <laughs> there's no gymnastics. There's no Olympic weightlifting, and those two things are huge components to CrossFit. Sure. Well, yeah, there's guys on the hammer and chisel page that are like pushing some serious weight. You know. Right. I mean, one guy posted yesterday 435 pounds times 12 on a PR for deadlift. You know, 12 reps at 435. Yeah, that's and, insane. Yeah, yeah. It's but, pretty, and he's not that big of a guy. I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a decent-sized guy. but he, No, and the unfortunate part is there's very little carryover, though, to a train-on competition to a huge deadlift. Yeah. You know, especially now that there's no 200-pound pack to carry. You know, now yeah. there's a 50-pound pack, um, and I believe that's... I don't even know if there's a 70-pound pack for the ground-to-shoulder anymore. No, it's just I think, 50. I think it's 50, right? So 50 pounds is your heaviest weight. Guess what? You're better off spending that time becoming a better runner when you have four miles to run in a course. Yeah. And it's for what, 10 reps, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this pounds. is coming from somebody who... I love CrossFit, competing CrossFit, coach CrossFit. But if somebody come, came to me and said, Will, I want to win a train to hunt, I would not go, hey, just do CrossFit. That would be my opinion for what it's worth. But away from CrossFit, on to, it looks like somebody bagged a very nice mule deer this past season. Yeah. So yeah. did your fitness come in handy at all for that journey, or did you just shoot it out of a truck? <laughs> um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that tough of a hunt. It wasn't out of a truck. It was in the high country. Sure, it came into play. I mean, we were hunting at what ten, eleven thousand foot altitude. You know, so you're gonna have to have good strong lungs for that. Um, and you know, it was a spot and stock style hunt. You know, glassed him up from across a canyon. You know, and put him to bed and put the sneak on him. You know, got him on the third day. It wasn't a miserable pack out, you know. I, I wish I could say that that 200-inch mule deer come at a great physical cost. <laughs> <laughs> it did. <laughs> Just all the all, all the stars aligned, and it worked out really awesome. And, and um, you know, I was blessed with an incredible animal, you know. So. Well, mo most people would say that uh, you don't have to be fit to hunt but it sure does help. Yeah. 
Well, two in the morning and you've got an elk down in the bottom of a canyon. I've been pretty happy that I was good enough shape to get it out of there. You know. Do you have any stories like that where it was uh, the physicality of it and your ability did make it way better? Oh yeah, I mean, when you hunt in Oregon, especially on the west side of the state, you know, it's it's you know the coastal mountain ranges are steep, deep, timbered, you know, and you know uh, the last couple elk I've killed. You know, it was a breeze, you know, I mean, by myself, three loads, run them back to the truck and ready to hunt the next day for bears or whatever, or deer, or whatever I still have to tag left for, you know. So, whereas, you know, in the past, I'd have packed an elk out of a canyon like that, I'd have been done. It would take me two or three days to recover and be ready to do any more kind of any hunting, you know. So, I remember, I don't remember, you know, probably a year or two before I started this whole adventure. I shot, I shot a pretty good black bear and an elk in the same day, and I remember it was it was two in the morning, and I'm sitting there cleaning this elk, and I'm just trying to you know order it up, drag it back to to the truck, and I literally sat down and had the biggest pity party. I hate to say I cried, but I almost did, and I was just done. You know, I'd packed out a bear that morning, killed the killed this bull elk that evening on my way back to camp, and uh, I can tell you now. That's no big deal. You just load it up, carry it back to the truck, and be done. <laughs> so you were going to cry after a day where you killed a bear and a bull elk? Yeah, yeah. I think I left my man wow. in the truck or something because I was broke down. <laughs> that was rough. Is that back when you were over two, well over 240? And oh, yeah, yeah. More made of Play-Doh than muscle? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That that chubby guy on the podium. He was the, before that. Even before that, <laughs> it was probably the season before that. To be honest. Wow. So it was a big, big change then for you to go from one to the other. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was a rough night. I remember. <laughs> but that's what I get for hunting by myself and being fat and out of shape. I guess you know. Maybe I'll make that the title of the episode, and that's what I get from you fat out of shape and hunting by myself. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> if you were to give a a pitch on to anyone listening who's on the fence right now about training to hunt, what would you say to them? You know, I, I guess I kind of already covered that I suppose but I would just I say it all the time when you see people on Facebook or whatever is, is just come out for one day and have the most fun you'll ever have in a hunting environment with your bow in your hands a pack on your back with some of the very best people you'll ever meet in your life and just spend the day with us you know do your best and 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 be ready for an outpouring of friendship and camaraderie that you've never experienced anywhere. And that'll be, that's train to hunt. That's the best pitch I can give you. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Natural Born Hunter podcast. Wake up, chase your dreams, repeat.